Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my heart. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. And I was just talking to uh, Ace during the break, and we were just talking about the market as we see it today. And Jerry, by all means, tell us what you're seeing. I and mean, this is just our opinion. Um, but we see in the high end in, in the city, probably a bit of a slowing down. Uh, just a, things sell, but not quite as that pace. Uh, but of course, anything, what do we say, under 2 million? Yeah. We'll fly Still a out. robust market under yeah. 2 million. And in the suburbs, a lot of those uh, millennials are... Uh, opting to have more space and buy a home. So if you're in the right price, you know, you have to be ready for a bidding war. And Ace, you were telling me that people are taking a little longer to make decisions sometimes. Yeah, I think it's shifting from a seller's market to a buyer's market, right? So when it was a seller's market, you have these hard dates. And if you didn't meet the hard date of closing or pulling the trigger, then you would lose the home. Now, when it's shifting towards a buyer's market, you're starting to see a little bit of a tendency to coddle, um, make sure that the buyers feel comfortable, and it's still a very, very robust market. But the stats aren't reflective of that because people are taking longer to sort of pull the trigger, right? So it's important to you know, sit down with a banker. The realtor needs to understand that the, the buyer's need security. So there's so many things going going around them in terms of the market, you know, things changing. So, you know, things are just taking a little bit longer, but yes. you know what? The and rates And it's, it's 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 truly it's, a lot better for anybody if they feel that they're with a mortgage uh, a bank, a mortgage broker, a realtor who is informed yes. and can give them factual information. Of course, they have to make their decision but really spends the time to help educate them on what's going on. It's a big move. It's yeah. a big move buying a home for anybody. And I think that's why this show is so important, Dottie, especially with Jerry, um, you know, representing legal, Dottie, I mean, all things real estate, you know, on the real estate side. Because if you're a buyer, you really need to put together a good team, yes, whether it's an attorney, a real estate agent, and a banker, because you want to make sure that you're you're covering all aspects of the transaction, right? So that's really key in today's marketplace. It really is. And, and, and I just was looking at an article because we were talking a little before about the baby boomers, and Ace had said, you know, they are taking out equity loans. They have uh, equity. 
And I just found an article that I happen to have with me. Uh, I didn't, uh, it just, and it says by 2060, the number of Americans age 85 and older is expected to more than triple. And 75% of boomers recently surveyed say they aren't ready to age in their homes. They are ready, they aren't ready to age in their homes, adopt and age in home. They're having, they're going to stay in their homes. Uh, there, there's a thing called aging in place now. Where mm. so, and that, and that I, I think is creating a shortage. Uh, and they're saying that they're, they're maybe going to put in some renovations to help them all, all along. And that's why I think a lot of homes that have a master bedroom in the, on the first floor also are popular because if somebody is aging and they can't do steps, but aging, uh, you know, people are. I also understand that uh, home elevators installation is way up as um, people decide to, you know, invest rather than move, invest 10000 or wow. so to, to install an elevator, sometimes in the exterior of the house that, you know, is aesthetically pleasing, um, but will enable them to stay in the home without moving. So I thought that was interesting. That is. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of data. So, again, you know, it depends on what you're reading. But. I, I believe between 2012 to 14, 54,000 residents, 70 or older, left popular retirement havens like in Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Texas to move to states that are typically more known for, loose, for losing most young retirees. Like, you know, New York, New Jersey, it's um, expensive. So if people move, a lot of times they're moving because they can't afford to, st- because they have less income. And they're saying, let me move to a, a state that's cheaper to live in. Um, and uh, the cause in housing in California, Jersey, and New York are, are high. But many retirees end up coming back when they're older. In other words, what I was reading, which is interesting, is when they're younger and they're, they can get around and maybe they're still working a little bit, they move to another state. But then when they get really old, sometimes they come back because they want to be around their family to help take care of mm-hmm. them. So yeah. uh, it's, 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 you know, there's, there's, it's, it, there's a lot of data. And I think, you know, I think that what, what I find is, you know, retirement is a lot of, it could be anywhere from what, 60 or 50, I don't know, to People are old a long time now, so you could be 60 and you could be 85 and, 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 and you could be retired at that time. So that's a big difference. And I remember when my dad was in a, an over-65 uh, condominium. No, yeah, they were condos. And um, the man upstairs was probably, my father was 85 at the time, and maybe the man upstairs that lived upstairs was 60. And he was still working and everything. He just qualified to get in. And he, you know, it was a beautiful apartment. And my dad had a little bit of a dementia problem. And so he, you know, sometimes at night he would, you know, talk to people and the dead. or And the man was like, you know, your father, he would call me up. He's talking at night and I can't sleep. And I'm like, well, then you shouldn't have moved to a retirement place because <laughs> maybe you're 60 <laughs> and you're still working. But there's people here that are 85 and 90. So it, it, it covers a lot of years because people live much longer. And it makes yeah. retirement planning more challenging, too, because, you know, it's possible you could live into your 90s. And now if you're retiring in your 60s, that money's got to last now, you know, a lot longer. 
Well, possibly. that's also what people get nervous about. I, I, you know, they're saying, okay, well, what if I live to 85 or 90 or 95 or something? Do I have enough money to cover this? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're not going to go get a job at 85 or 90. Well, you might. <laughs> I mean, you might have to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I think people are working longer. Uh, uh, some just do it because they want to, but I think others do it because they have to. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they want to make sure they have enough socked away to last. And that's why I'm a believer of buying homes rather than renting, because I tend to think that if you were to say, you know, let me take the rent. And uh, I'll just rent, and I will the money I would have spent on taxes, this and that, and renovations. Because whenever you have a house, you're always going to be putting money in it. To I'll put away in the bank, but nobody really does that. So to right. me, like the mm-hmm. house is kind of a forced savings in a way. It is, and also is. you know, if you did make a mistake and, and possibly run out of money, you're living longer. You know, you could always possibly do a reverse mortgage. To you know, to extend yeah. the, the the retirement income, so I I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so I I think it's a, a lot of generations, and I think the baby boomers, which are the second largest generation, uh, the millennials, you know, they're in this, you know, they're both viable. And as they said, everything's about the millennials, which they've changed the the way they buy is differently, the way they mm-hmm. think is differently. Uh, look at Amazon. You know, my granddaughter the other day. Um, had to uh, do math homework, and uh, she needed a certain kind of calculator, and so she was waiting for us to get it for her or something, and then she said, oh, you know, never mind, I did it myself. I said, well, I thought you didn't know how to do it, and she said, well, I asked Alexa. She asked Alexa, (laughs) and she did all her homework. I said, what? She did all your math homework? She said, yeah. You know, I find myself talking to Alexa more often than not. I mean, she did all her math homework. Jerry, did we? And I said, well, I hope Alexa is allowed to take the test when you take the test. I hope the teacher allows her to come to the class. Yeah, and and watch a millennial try to add the tip uh, onto the uh, bill at dinner, and they can't do it without Alexa. (laughs) Well, they Um, can't because there's no reason to have to do it. They don't have to do it now. They don't have to struggle with it like we did. So they just, you see, they have the answer. They don't have to go through the work to get there. They just Google it or ask Alexa and you'll get the answer. So they many times don't have to go through the process. That I I, I was listening to an elementary teacher tell me the other day, we were on a group and she was saying that, you know, you don't really need to learn. Remember, you used to call them the facts, not, you know, seven times six is 42. Oh, yeah, and, like the, and the times cards, you know. Yeah, you, you, you. right. And she <laughs> said, do you really don't need to learn those anymore? I'm like, so now we're going to have a whole generation of people that doesn't know what seven times six is? Well, they don't. Sometimes you, did you ever see that cashier that doesn't really know how to give back the change unless it oh, tells you? That is so frustrating. Okay, yeah. like in other words, uh, uh, <laughs> you, you know, if you're not, pennies and usually the machine here. tells you how much change you have to give yes. back. But if yes. they have an archaic cash register and they have to feed, or you give them like, or they key in the wrong number, or you, you know, give yeah. them, let's say it's twelve fifty, and you give them the the two, they can't yeah. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it throws I, them into a whole different. But I think, orbit. hey, listen, I'm not knocking it because we had to go to the library and do all those things, and 
They don't. Have, I don't think they know what a library is anymore. I mean, why would you go there? The Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. The periodic table of contents. None of those things are relevant yeah. anymore. Yeah. By the way, I have a question. I'm assuming that you're an a a real estate agent, Joanne. But this came from Instagram. Instagram, and she said, "What is the best opening line when you sit down with your seller at a listing presentation?" <laughs> now, I don't want to consider it a line, so I I, I wouldn't yeah. say that. Opening but here's line. what what I do. Um, I think when you go on a listing presentation, and for those who aren't real estate people, that's when somebody's thinking of selling their home and they might call in one or two or three different brokers to see their property and then give them an evaluation on maybe what it's worth. Or uh, You're going into usually somebody you don't know. So the first thing that I usually do is say hello, and uh, I ask the seller to take me around their home and show me their home, and while they're taking me around their home, to point out to some of the features that made them buy the home. Mm. And it's one way of taking the time to, first of all, to, to get to know somebody before you just sit down and talk to them. Yep. Second of all, when people talk about what they loved about their home, they're happy to talk about that. I mean, so then you'll find out. And then as you're going through the home, you might see a picture of a a kid play uh, this child playing basketball and say, "Oh, gee, you know, I have a son that plays." You can you find things in common, and um, so I I usually and I ask them what are the reasons that you're you're that you, you bought it, what features did you love about it? I ask them why are they selling, and if they have, I always ask them if you had a yellow pad and you could put down a number, how quickly would you want to be out of here? Hmm. Now. Because, you know, a lot of them say, well, I don't have to sell and I don't really have to. Well, but, you know, it's fine. So ideally, though, if you want them on the market, so if you put down that I have five years to really sell, I don't really care, I'm just, then, you know, that's a different plan. Then you need a five-year plan. But <clears> I, and then I sit down and I, I sit down and I say, because I think a lot of people look at what's on the market to, to price homes. So they say, well, these things are on the market now. And, of course, my house is better. That's typical. My house is better. Well, what's on the market, really? When you're talking to your broker and they say, this is on the market, these are the things that, first of all, I would ask my broker, I would go see those houses. I would want to see what my competition is because that's really what it's about when you're selling your house. What can a buyer buy in your price range and has it stack up to your house? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be the house that someone's showing your house to sell something else because your house is a bad deal compared to somebody right, else. Right. And then I look at the broker and I say, okay, so how long have these homes been on, a mar- on the mm-hmm. market? Because if it's been on the market six or eight months, it's probably too high. Remember, yeah, so not- you know, what's on the market that you're competing with has not sold yet. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, if it's been on the market 25 days, 30 days, I mean, then it's new to the market. But if it's been on the market a year or something, I certainly wouldn't use it as a pricing feature. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that's really good advice because I'm a fan of the book, The Seven Habits of Successful People, Highly Successful People. And one of them, the tenets in there is first seek to understand. And and it's amazing how many people, ages, will start out a presentation, a sales presentation with, here's how much we think we can get for your house, blah, blah, without asking anything of the seller to understand their situation. Price is important, but their situation may be something more complicated. They may be divorcing, and it's a difficult time emotionally, and 
Um, they have timing constraints, or they have to get the children in school. Understanding the client's needs before you begin to address what you assume is their most important need, I think, is really good advice. Yeah, I think that is so important. And, you know, I tell people because, uh, you know, look, this is not my house. So it's you have to make a decision. So let's look at how how long you want to be here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, you know, do you want to sell it quickly? Do you? Okay. And then sometimes you can be creative. Like it depends if there's a lot of the same stuff on the market. Like if you have a lot of competition on the market, meaning uh, maybe you're in a development, there's a, a lot of like houses. And if you have a lot of competition, then it's going to take longer. So you might want to have your broker and yourself and maybe Ace think out of the box. And you might want to kind of have your property stand out. And maybe you'll say seller will mm-hmm. pay, pay closing costs. Yeah. Now for a millennial who might be making good income but has not saved as much money as they would have liked to, or and they need to have some kind of a fund for when they move in because something will be bound to break down when you buy <laughs> Okay, That's that attractive. might be, yeah. and even if they don't need that, that will make your house stand out mm-hmm. yeah. amongst everyone else. Or so, even a seller buy-down where the seller can mm-hmm. buy down the rates as okay, well. Okay, yeah, right. and you know what? Ace, I don't see anybody do that too much today. And what, and just what Ace is talking about is where you as the seller, you pay as, so much money and whatever the interest rates, you can buy it down. For the, for the buyer. For the buyer. So kind and of move so, the buyer back to a better rate. Exactly. Yeah. So they can qualify more. Yeah. So yeah. now what happens is you're not really conceding on the price, but the buyer can qualify better yep. for your home, which opens up a larger pool of buyers. That's right. And again, I think with really good agents and, and good good rapport, you can be creative. Now, you can't help somebody who really like wants to, like I had somebody the other day, I, Connecticut and... I don't know. They had like a, a home that's going to be like a forty-five. I mean, it's forty-five or fifty acres, and they're saying, "Well, you know, it's not with you, but I don't really care." I said, "I'm not a you know Houdini. I don't you know you, you have to kind of <laughs> like what can we use the property for?" And th- so you you don't want to take on something that you can't that somebody's not realistic. But I think that everything in life is about marketing, and I would say to people. There are so many people that are great singers, let's say, or great at what they do, and somebody else is more popular. Yep. Because they they knew how to market themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or they had an agent that knew how to market them. And you know, your your salesperson has to be able to modify their technique based on the customer, based on the time. I hear agents say all the time, uh, you know, somebody's interested in looking at a property. Well, you have to move fast. We have we have several offers coming in. You know, the property's been on the market for six months. Uh, to me, that's just such a turnoff to a buyer because they know that you're really not being candid with them. Right. And frankly, but, it it may distract a buyer and say, "Well, I don't want to. I don't really want to compete. I I want to take my time." Why not be more honest and say, "Gee, we'd love for you to come and look at the property." And yeah, um, you know, right now we don't have any offers on but it. But having so, yeah. a good agent, and I find sometimes not as much in the city, but in the suburbs, think people say, "Oh, well, I'm going to try to sell it on my own." I think that is such a risk, uh, and I think that you risk when you sell without a good. And I want to emphasize a good real estate agent yeah. because if you're selling, you know, uh, because you're, you're you're risking knowledge. That, that because you have one house to sell, okay, and it's your house, and you're, you're risking knowledge, you're risking time. Uh, 
Time is valuable. Do you want to be there, you know, trying to push your own house? And you have one house to push when the agent can talk about other houses and how how your home stacks up. I'm going to finish this. I think they're going to cut me off for a break. Uh, But I don't think you should negotiate for yourself, ever. (laughs) Never a good idea. No, never a good idea. Let's finish the break, and then we'll come back to this. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Who's the entrance? I am going to wrap up what I was saying. I just think that it's really important to have the right mortgage per- the bank and the mortgage broker and the right sales agent, uh, and the right attorney and a real estate attorney, yeah. of course, uh, because, you know, it's everything. And the presentation is everything and how you have one home to sell. So what do you say? My house is the best where the real estate agent can talk about how your home stacks up to other homes. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, we find that I think I think Zillow came out with the, that the best data get a listing is Monday or and that's because you've sat home all week and have and some of the people don't show up that they cancel the appointments or they don't come and then you have to do the financing because even if they like the house that you're selling or the apartment you're selling how do you know if they qualify for a mortgage how do you know that husband who was married before maybe he was a deadbeat and owed some some child support that didn't pay and his credit's not good you're not going to know any of that. So even if they like your home, you're going to have to sit and wonder if they can get a mortgage. Uh, because it's not only how much they make, it's what their credit's going to look like. And I always tell people, if you work with Douglas Elman, we will request that if somebody's going to buy your home, that they, do a, that they have a whole credit thing done by... Uh, citizens and ace and yeah. obviously if they want to use a different bank they can but at least we know that they qualify definitely before you get tied up with somebody then you find out three months later that they that they never they didn't qualify so I, I i think it's really important and i think negotiations people really do not or underestimate the value of someone who knows how to negotiate and that is probably the hardest skill and one of the most valuable skills that i see and I find a lot of people maybe know everything about real estate and know prices and know, but now you have to negotiate because very rarely does the person offer the same, you know, you know, the price. And you have to be able to negotiate and negotiating, which we've done it on the show a lot. We've taught you and we'll do it again because negotiating skills will help you in every aspect of your life. But they have to make two people feel that they're good, not one. I mean, it's not about, oh, gee, uh, I knocked you down. I kept on knocking you down to nothing, and we took advantage of you. And so now, you know, so negotiating and how somebody does that. And, you know, if you're at a listing presentation, if you're having somebody come in, you might ask them, if my home is worth a million dollars and somebody comes in with an offer of 950, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. You could ask them that question and see how they answer. See how they react. Yeah, see how they react. 
So you have to know what an answer is because, you know, and as far as negotiating for yourself, I'm the worst. I'm a great negotiator. But for myself, I oh. probably pay more money than anybody else. Me I don't too. negotiate. I get ripped off all the time. But I'm Me great too. with somebody else. You know, when I go to these estate sales or antique things, I always just pay the marked price. People are like, you're so. crazy. Offers, so I make other people do it for me. <laughs> people are just not good at negotiating for themselves generally. They're yeah, and at- most people, like even as yourself, would you ne- don't negotiate when it's personal to them. They have somebody else do it. Yeah. And- and, and Dottie, picking the right agent is so important. I mean, look, at Douglas Solomon, you know, Jerry, I've been to one of your classes. Douglas Solomon provides training for the agents where they know every step of the process, right? So they'll bring someone like Jerry to come in and explain the legal side, to bring in Citizens Bank, to talk about the bank side. But I've been to one of Jerry's classes, and the amount of knowledge that he gives to the agents, it's priceless, right? And And that's where I think... The, the agent separates themselves from the competition because of the mm. training that, that they're provided. It's and a just, different commitment. Yeah, it's a different the, commitment to, to the client. Well, you know something? Yeah. I always tell people, and again, I've used Jerry and I use Ace. So, I mean, I don't just talk the talk. I walk it. Um, and obviously, I hopefully use what's best for me. But I also have to have a report with someone because somebody could be really good. If for some reason, I don't have a report with them, then I... I, I find that's really important. So when somebody had asked the question of when you walk into somebody's home uh, to, to do a listing presentation, what's the first thing you do? Well, try to have a rapport with someone. If you don't have a mm-hmm. rapport with someone, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how that works. Uh, but I think that every anybody who knows everything is somebody who's dangerous. But what we try to do or what we've tried to do at Douglas Elliman at least is have the experts in every field and have – all of us a working knowledge and an understanding of the big picture, but we're able to go to the experts for the different parts and the different yeah. aspects of it. Would you say that? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, I had an agent come up to me in training the other day, and they had come from a, another, you know, very well-known firm in Sydney, and they said, I just can't believe the difference in the training, you know, the, the level, the quality of the courses and the intensity and you know, that's why other firms seek out your agents because they're very well trained. And yes, and, really and if you're an agent, whether you work for Douglas Elliman or not, let me give you a little fact of life. Make sure, even if you're making tons of money, you continue to always grow and keep up with market new things because mm-hmm. it's just like a doctor. Now, you might have a doctor that's been in the business 30 years, but if he's never gone to any class in 30 years, I don't know if I'd want to use him. You know yeah, what I'm he saying? still takes out a leech and puts it on your arm, then yeah. he so, needs to so, update his Yeah, techniques. you know, no matter how good you are, you want to keep up with <laughs> what's, I mean, right? I mean, like, would you, I mean, you yeah. want somebody that, you, I, I, I think you'd want somebody that has, you know, that keeps up, and that's why they require, oh, actually, you know, they require. Continuing, continuing yes, education, do. things like that. Dottie, speaking of with keeping up with change, I, you might appreciate this because I know you enjoy retail. You and I have been on many retail excursions shopping. Yes. Um, <laughs> the stores, Unfortunately. The stores like me to bring Dottie shopping with me. But um, the, I was with a group of uh, people who were in retail the other night, and they said that the department stores are now changing the first floor. And the first floor will no longer be beauty. Beauty is going to move up. Um, you know, we're used to walking in a department yeah, the, store. Yeah, usually the first, the first floor, floor is, is all the cosmetics, cosmetics and the colognes and that Yeah, people stuff. spraying. Yeah. That's all going to move upstairs now. Guess what's going to take over the first floor of most department stores now? 
after much market research and profitability studies and things like that. Handbags. Handbags. Handbags will now be on the first floor, yeah. Handbags are huge. Huge profit makers. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. All these years, you know, we're used to well, seeing Well, you know what? I never thing. thought about it I, until you happened to mention it. But now that I think about it, that it really is smarter to have – because, first of all – you know, makeup and stuff like that, really, you don't really need to go to a department store for it, and it's not a high-ticket item, necessarily. <laughs> like, in, if you have a handbag or something really catchy, uh, and handbags, like, are so expensive today. Oh, I was in shock when mm -hmm. I heard. Uh, I said, well, how much is a handbag? A couple hundred dollars? They're like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe not how true, much handbags Jerry. are. <laughs> and, and, and fashionable women don't have just one. Uh, so uh, I, I just want to ask, what is the velour of Chanel? Chanel? Why, why do you, the allure? Why, why do you, why do you like a hundred percent of the females that I know love Chanel? Oh, it's just so. It's why well, you know what? I, I, actually, when I came into New York to run Douglas Elliman, uh New York Magazine did a story on me, and I had dealt with them once before when I was in the Hamptons, and they did a story on me as a broker from another planet. Uh, so yes. <laughs> Uh, the broker from another planet. Uh, what planet was it, by the way? Well, because I didn't go by the rules. I mean, I had to, whatever. That's why, and I, that's why yeah. I was successful. But anyhow, <laughs> so I, I go to the city, and I'm, you know, and it was kind of probably the end of the season. So, like, you know, at the end of the summer, you can't get summer clothes. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah, so I think I was doing New York Magazine winter. in September. I, I, I want to think around then. And... But it's still hot out, but you can't find summer clothes, okay? Right. Because it's this next there's season ahead. So, um, so I then said I better be very safe in the city. You know, I always dress nicely. I always love clothes. If I have any weakness, it's for clothes. I have clothes and shoes, and that's my habit. And I love, but I, but I, you know, I then said, well, I better, you know, be very conservative. And I went to Chanel, and uh, they didn't have anything left. Because it was the end of the season, so I had to buy a big size, and they had to kind of take it all in for me. I think Chanel is—it's—it's it's a brand, it's an icon. I don't think it looks. Here's what I think: I think that it's timeless. It's—it's timeless. It's timeless. Well, yes, it's timeless, and certain pieces look. But I still think people have to look at what looks good on them. I mean, so yeah. you know, uh, you know, you have to. But it's timeless, and you take. And if you're going to spend the money on Chanel or Armani or any of those brands, you hopefully want it to be a little bit timeless because. Yeah. Hmm. But a Chanel suit, I've seen people wear them that you know it could be 15 years old, and now mm -hmm. there's, it's all over Facebook, and I see it with all these CEOs sending. Uh, there's there's there there's a lot of companies now, that sell like a used Chanel bag. That's brand new looking, and you can get it for half price, and you wouldn't know the difference. Wow. Um, I think, and they cer they certify its authenticity, which I think is a very good idea that some of these websites and are doing a lot that. of people are doing that. Now, mm -hmm. if you have a designer handbag or something like that, what's happening is it's it has a value to it, mm -hmm. uh, which really I don't think ever before it really had a value. Yeah. But now people are because. They're timeless, like if you take a Chanel bag. I have a vintage Chanel bag that I got at some 
uh, was an auction. Ant- a- auction, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have Erica. That. I also have Erica from from all my children. I have her bag too. So well, I, I but but it's timeless. Does the value go up? Well, I guess it's you like Erica. What? Right. Yeah. Whatever happened to Anya bag? When I was in high school, all the girls had Anya bags. Whatever happened to them? I don't know. I guess, they, they're not they my high school. What's Anya? I don't even know what it is. Anya. They had. What is it? Etienne Anya. All the girls had Anya bags. Yeah, I'm not no, high I went school. to high school and you know only about 15 years ago. Well, where did you? But you, where did you? You didn't grow up in New York. So where did you grow up? Upstate New York. Upstate. You can make fun of where I grew up. No, I'm just saying because it wasn't <laughs> popular in my school. I don't even know. It wasn't where, okay. No. It wasn't in the city. Did you ever hear that? No, Daddy's like, where are you from, Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna sign off now. I've been insulted on the radio. No, I'm not making fun of you. It's just that I, I just never heard of the brand, and, and it's probably a very popular stuff. Place else? <laughs> we'll be back after the break. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. And by the way, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, you can email us at radioshow at element.com. And we have an app that I think is complete, um, hopefully. Uh, I'm only able to uh, get speak. I can't speak to these people that did the app for me, so I can only email them. I'm hoping they get back to me because we have some more information to put in. Um, and we've uh, put the shows on so that if you have to miss one, you can listen to it at the time when it's convenient for you or the part of it that you want to listen to. Uh, and that's really the key today. People, the different strokes for pe- different folks, people want to do things at the time that they want to do things. And that's why television is different. You know, you can, you know, you can be a junkie and watch 20 episodes at one time if you want. And uh, look at what Amazon, I mean, I... It's amazing what's gone. I think I, I heard they want to get into the mortgage business. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. I, I heard that. I mean, let it's me tell you mi- something. They have changed completely the way I shop. In, in the last year, I have like night and day changed the way I shop using using Amazon. Um, I keep reevaluating. You know, why do I go out to buy paper towels and why don't you know just have it all shipped and it's free, free shipping. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's really, if you think about how how habits have changed, buying habits. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting you said that about retail because, you know, I still like to see what I'm buying. You know, if I had to buy paper towels, I couldn't care less. But, I mean, if it's clothing, Clothing, I still believe that you best try it on and make sure that you know what it looks like on you. I rarely buy clothing online. Yeah, I mean, but but some people do. My daughter does, so she, Mm because... You know, and sometimes if you know the brand and you know that you're perfect in the brand, you're this size. But even in its similar brands, even if the brand's the same, sometimes they, they, when they cut, they cut yeah. it, it's different. But in well, any Well, think event, about how many times you, you, we, cha- we try things on when we go out, Daddy. When you and I go shopping, I mean, you, you might try seven or eight different things on before you buy one. Well, it, I have to really tell you, Jerry, when I went with you to, to <laughs> shop... And Jerry said, well, I'll, I'll just be a little while. And I said, okay, well, I'll just go up to, yeah. you know. And I went up to Chanel. And I went up to all those. And uh, that salesperson, and that had to be five years ago, I think I did that. That yeah. salesperson still keeps in touch with me. Uh, yeah, I think she's she emails now. me all the time. <laughs> she's re- uh, I don't blame her. I would too. But 
Yeah, but everything else other than clothing, I must say, I buy all. I was, this morning, I was buying things online before the show. It's amazing. Yes, it's changed, for the way, it, it's changed the way people yep. uh, shop. It's put, you know, it, it's just a whole different world, and it's. Uh, yeah. But the one thing that's consistent, and I've been saying this since we've been on the show, which I think Ace, how long is it for you now? Oh wow, it's been almost five years. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And Ace is really unbelievable, the best he's are. He was so he shy did. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like to talk. I didn't want to say a word. But, but <laughs> now, look at him. Yeah. But you you know, even radio has come become so big because you don't have to listen to it at the time that it's on. You can, you can stream yeah, you can it. Whenever and, you're and, right. Yeah, you, you can know. listen to it whenever you want. And so everything's kind of changed. That's what's really amazing about television. I mean, when was the last time you watched something when it was on, right? That is other true, than Jerry. The news, you know, I like to watch the news when it's on. But other than that, I watch things when I want to watch them, mm-hmm. right? And that's a wonderful way to be able to do things, uh, to mm-hmm. watch things when you want to. Uh, so everything has changed. But homes haven't. Uh, I think that pretty much, and I've been in the business a long time, I think that the one thing I'm consistently believing in is real estate. And I, not that I don't believe in stock, it's just that I'm not good in that. And you have to know when to sell it. And I think with real estate, if you buy right, when I say buy right, don't buy the most expensive thing, even though Zillow tells you that that's wrong advice. <laughs> now they've changed the advice, but I don't I don't listen to no. them. Um if you're buying something that you love and you want to live in it, you're not worried about the investment aspect, that's fine. But I think you should always buy not the best, a good house and make sure the area has something going on with it. Or go to the opposite way, which is a risk. I look at people who bought in Long Island City when nobody would walk there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they took a risk. So when they turn around, people say, oh, my God, look at them. They made a million dollars and they paid nothing. Well, they took a risk took and a bought risk. in an area. And I think I'd love to uh, maybe next week or the week after to, to really talk about what – it's not a guarantee, so I don't want anyone to think it's a guarantee. But what kind of things – maybe Ace, you also work with us on this – what kind of things that you should look at when you're making a decision to buy in an area that you're not sure about yet that's up and coming – Okay, what kind of things what would indicate up that it's an up-and-coming area opposed to an area that's going the other way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's no, you know, it's like any investment. There is no guarantee in life, okay? But I found with real estate, even in the worst of markets, if you track real estate over the last 75 years, you're going to see that it went up and went down and went up and it went down, but over time, it's all about timing. So, you know, if you're taking an equity loan, great. Make your money work for you. But know that you don't want to drain everything out because then mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. to sell and it's the wrong market, you could be in trouble. <clears throat> but if you think of people who made money, most of them made it over time. Yeah. Look at Brooklyn, yeah. what's happened. I mean, look at New York. I mean, yeah. people, there are people in New York apartments that couldn't even afford half of what they own now. At this Couldn't point. qualify for the co-ops they live right. in now. Yeah, so it's and it's holding. It's being able to not think I'm going to get rich overnight. Thinking of you know of, of holding it and that you have to be able to afford it. And yeah. I think we haven't yeah. done investment like two-family homes and three-family homes and things of that nature. And I think we should do a little more on that again. We haven't done that for a while, and I think that's a good way to start. It's a great way to get into the game. It Always. really is buying a three-family and. 
and re- generating rents to help you pay your mortgage. You can get an FHA loan if you need to. FHA loans, you can really get a lot of money yeah. from the FHA. So, so you know, I, I, I just, and I think people understand real estate in, in a way. It's yes. not foreign to them. I mean, yeah. they don't maybe know all the ins and outs, and they might not know the financing piece as well. But real estate is real estate, and people like it because you can see it. You, <laughs> you can know? touch it. You can, you can feel it. You can touch it. You can feel it. And people have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, what were you telling me about? Oh, you were saying that they're buying camping sites. and. Uh, oh, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting in, in Portland because oh, the Portland. air and, and the land and, you know, just outdoors, it, it's such a phenomenal uh, phenomenon out there that camping sites, it, it's, it's a year in advance. So to book a camping to book a camping site in Portland, yeah. So it's you know depending on which. Do you mean like a a part like a a camping site that you're going to be in for a long time? Yeah, it's very. They have very popular camping sites that folks within Portland or even outside of Portland come to Portland to camp, and depending on where you, um, I guess, want to reserve. So in other words, instead of having an apartment, you're going to live in the camp. You could live in the camp, or you could stay at the camp for Mm. you know quite some time. You know, either a week, a month, but. there's definitely a, a long waiting list, so but interesting. it's interesting. See, now that was that might that's maybe a new trend. Yeah, so you want to look at the prefab houses. I haven't done a show on it yet, so I have to tell you, I'm not as knowledgeable as I as I should be, or I'm not. So, but we had a call that called in. He said he bought a prefab house that was better than a regular house. So I'm going to do a little more homework on that. But I keep on reading. Uh, and there's not so many in New York City I haven't come across, but they are becoming more and more popular, and I keep on reading about them. So I'm going to try to yeah. kind of say maybe you should, you know, you could buy land and then. We should definitely do a um, a session on on investing, though, Daddy. I think. Yeah, we will. Of- we will because we did that a couple years back. We we did a lot on investing and and starting out investing for the starter yeah. investor, obviously. Uh, you have to start somewhere, and you have to get in the game somewhere. And uh, I think, yeah, I think Jerry, you're looking for an investment property now too, right? Well, he's yeah. a, now you yeah. become a real estate junkie, yeah. all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jerry I was I, a late bloomer, <laughs> but now he's a real estate junkie. He's, he's now, uh, I, now, I, now I now I swallow the Kool Aid. I can't stop <laughs> looking online. I'm always on. I'm always online looking at uh, websites at real estate. And before you know it, two hours has gone by. But let me ask you something, Jerry. Now, and, and I'm, I'm asking you like. Because I don't, if you've never owned a home, so say you rent, and they say people like renting, well, that if you're moving around and you don't have then you don't want the responsibilities. But Jerry really rented for a lot of his life, and mm-hmm. he finally bought something, what, five years ago, whatever? Yeah, when I was 50, yeah. Yeah, so what was that like for you when you actually walked in, and now at 50 years old, not that you couldn't afford it because you always could have afforded it. You just chose to rent. And in New York, most people, a lot of people rent. Well, I mean, I, I was... What would that was, feel was, like when you walked in and yeah. it was yours and you owned it? Was it a different feeling for you? It was It was like night and day. I mean, I, I really never could express it until you until you uh, are there. But that first time... And, and, you know, we slept in the house without any furniture. <laughs> we camped out just because, we, you know, we died to stay in the house. And that feeling of, you know, this is mine. I own it. As long as I pay the mortgage payments, it's mine is a very, very special feeling. And also, you know, any updates, any improvements, any changes, they're yours. They stay with the house. They improve it. And then it finally, the, also the other big, biggest difference, it becomes part of your financial plan. 
you can really now start yes. to plan yes. for the future and say, okay, now I have this asset. I'll stay here for the rest of my life. I can live out my older years in this house. I'll be able to afford it. It's a really, really, uh, I can't even describe to you. And you know the, what, Jerry? You know here. what the first thing I did when I had my house, with the first house I bought? Well, I blasted my stereo and I put the music on so loud you because I was a renter, I couldn't I had to have it on so low and I just <laughs> belted it out. Okay. How's your renovation doing, by the way? You have to give us an update. Is oh, it uh, going to be done please. this year? No, now the decorator and then the, she oh, hates no. the builder and the builder hates her. And now they're ba- they're pointing fingers and they're like, you're not going to be in the summer. I said, I'm, I'm going to be in. Come it's and stay with years. me this They summer. said, no, you're not. Okay, Come and stay then, up here, Doug. Please, a nightmare. But... <laughs> Okay, I'm Sorry hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Listen, have the weather's supposed to be great, and it is oh, great it's a beautiful today. Day again. So have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA.